Hey y'all, it's Niara, and before we get started with the episode, we just wanted to give y'all our top three things that we're doing to stay sane during quarantine. So, <laughs> for me, um, one thing that I'm really doing to just keep like sane and positive during quarantine is keeping myself busy, and so... Um, for me, that means just really being on top of my business um, and being on social media a lot, which, you know, has its ups and downs. And I see that sometimes being on social media 24-7 does stress me out. So I'll be on, you know, solely to promote my business or to work on my YouTube channel or um if we're like promoting this podcast, that's what I'll do. But really just like investing a lot of time into making sure that everything that I'm doing is at its absolute best. Um, another thing that I'm doing is becoming fluent in another language. So since I've been home, I've been doing Duolingo every day for at least two hours. Sometimes like, I don't know, I feel like Duolingo is very fun. So it's been helping me, um, bring back the French in my life because I've been taking French since elementary school. So that was fun. I also started like speaking with somebody who's actually French and like, I'll just, we'll just text back and forth in French um, because I'm not yet ready to commit to changing my whole phone to French. I feel like that's a little too much. So that's another thing I'm doing. And then the last thing I'm doing is trying to, you know, be positive, mind, body, and spirit. So, you know, exercise when I want to. I'm really not putting emphasis on that because I don't like to sweat. So, you know, I'm not trying to stress myself out, trying to make me, you know, into a, um, what's the word? Like a, a workout guru. I'm really not trying to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that or um, I'm, like, focusing on, what I said, being positive and just, like, manifesting things and um, good energy. So that's what I've been doing during quarantine. So the three things that I've really been doing to stay sane, I would say the first one is kind of obvious. I was already really doing this before, but um, watching Grey's Anatomy. I love Grey's Anatomy. I've started it over maybe a thousand times. I'm surprised I don't know episodes word for word. No, I do. I do. I know the episode where um, Izzy cut uh, Denny's Elbat wire. That's one of my top episodes. Um, so, yeah, I've been watching Grey's as one. Two, I've been reading books. So, if you care, I have a Instagram highlight that um that i use to keep track of all the books that i'm reading so let's see some of the books that i have read are the five people you meet in heaven the next person you meet in heaven those are both by mitch album you are a badass um by jen sincero the Timekeeper by Mitch Album, You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero, Free Centoya by Centoya Brown Long. That's a really good book. And the book that I'm currently reading now is A Song for Us by Raina Biddy. Um, so that's two. The third thing I would say is disconnecting from social media. I feel like 
even before this started, the coronavirus thing started, I was still disconnected from social media because people just have their opinions about everything. And sometimes people are just so loud and so wrong. And so I don't want to keep hearing that. So log out, log out, log out. And then I just really log back in when I'm ready. Or if I don't want to log out because I don't remember my password, I just um, turn off notifications for the app. So let's get in to the topic at hand. Today, we really wanted to talk about tips for applying to nursing school. Um, if anybody knows us, they know that we are literally the spreadsheet queens and that we are both super organized people. Not saying that you can't get into nursing school being unorganized, but you are just going to put so much stress, like unnecessary stress on yourself, and it's just going to be a challenge. And then it's not good um, practices to, you know, carry on into nursing school or into the profession because, like, once you're a nurse, you're going to have to be documenting things, and you don't want to look sloppy. So, um, so our tip number one is to be organized, have a spreadsheet and like no information about the programs that you're applying to specifically like your prerequisites. Um, but please know like basic information. Because, like the basic core <laughs> classes. Yeah. Because, um, w we get a lot of questions about like what prerequisites you should take for certain courses. I mean, for certain, um, schools and things of that nature. Um, but you should really be researching, you know, like what courses you need to get into. And that's solely because that's going to help you like plan out your whole college career. <laughs> um, I mean, I really don't know what other way to say it. No, literally. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. Prereqs are very important because even though there are some of like the core prerequisites, different schools might want different things. So for example, some school may want you to have organic chemistry. Some other school may not care about it. So it's just really important to know what each school is looking for and not assume that all schools are the same. Yeah, and I think the thing for both of us with prereqs is it's so important to know what you need to take so you don't so you're not taking unnecessary courses. Like unnecessary courses equals a waste of time and a waste of money and a waste of energy. Exactly. Like, why are you going to sit here and struggle in a certain science class, even if you're not struggling and like maybe you like to do it for pleasure, but if you still have all these other prerequisites you have to take to get into nursing school and you're taking this class that you don't need, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Um, I feel like I would say time management is a big one, but not in the way that people are thinking like, how am I going to split my time up every day to make sure that I'm productive? I'm thinking in the terms of graduating on time. So how can you, if you're on a non-traditional track, like we are, like we were, excuse me, how can you integrate the courses that you need for nursing school along with the major courses that you're already taking? Yeah, um, that's super important. Um, I did a lot of summer classes and they weren't expensive yeah, at all. We both did. Yeah, so, I did. Yeah, we both, and I think that's what helped us. But at the same time, I don't think it's like super necessary to do yeah. summer classes if you can't, you know, let's say you can't afford to do summer classes or you just don't. You want to. 
you just don't want to or you want to use that time to like just work um or rest I think that's fine but knowing your course schedule that's important and like your major I feel like is also very important because the real tea is you can be any major you want and get into nursing school like in this day and age you could literally be a dance major and go to nursing school as long as you take your prerequisites so do what you love um but make sure you're doing what you're loving it's smart um, yeah, so moving on, I don't know if we would call this tip two or do you want to do like a subsection of tip one? Um, I think this could be tip two. So tip two would be um, preparing for interviews. It still kind of falls under be organized, but be organized when preparing for interviews. Um, so in my experience from applying to nursing school, there are two types of interviews, technically three types of interviews, if you really want to break it down. There's in-person interviews, virtual interviews, but then under the subsection of in-person um, interviews, you can either be with one person or you can be with a group of people and a group of people being the people that are interviewing you, not a group nursing school admissions interview. I feel like that's weird. I've had both. I've had all the ones that I've named. I've had interviews with just me and one other person. I've had interviews with me and three other people interviewing me, and then I've had virtual interviews. Yeah, and some schools just decide not to have interviews at all. How do you feel about not having an interview at all? Um, I honestly, I would say I prefer it. Hmm. <laughs> just because I feel like that adds to your level of like anxiety and nervousness. But at the same time, it's also good to have an interview because you let's say like you left out something in your application or uh, I don't know. I just think it's another opportunity to, you know, razzle dazzle and like, you know, show off to them. But the schools that don't have interview, the interviews, I feel like a key like point is when they came, I literally went up to them. I talked to them, mm -hmm. um, the recruiter, like I made sure she knew my name and she like said, Oh yeah. Like, I, she literally wrote down my name and she said, I'll make sure I read your application. Like she was very nice. And when I um, went to accept a student's day, I saw her there again and she like remembered me. Mm -hmm. So it was like a full circle moment. So, I mean, I feel like there's still opportunities there to, you know, show off, but you have to, you know, every opportunity you have to like meet an admissions counselor, you have to, you know, Tell them who you who you are. Tell them that you apply. Things of that nature. If you don't have the opportunity to have an interview, um, but the interview that I the in person interview that I went to, I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think we're thinking of the same in person interview. Yeah, yeah, we are. I, I enjoyed mine too, and that was that was a one on one interview. Yeah, and I mean, and that was I liked it um, because like we were both interviewed by faculty members and so it was interesting um and i like am so grateful for like our school um because they really prepared us for the interview process the graduate school advisor like i went in there like the day before my interview and she was like you need to do this you need to do that do, don't do this don't oh, do yeah. that she would get you right yeah she she, she low-key roasted us but it was beneficial because like it's good to make those mistakes in her office rather in front of like you know the interviewer 
The next point that we want to talk about under interviews is technical difficulties. And with that, I just want to say to always be prepared and always prepare yourself for what if, like what can happen. So just knowing, okay, where I'm going to have my interview, is there a strong internet connection? If there isn't, how can I fix it? And you usually know at least two weeks in advance when your interview is. So it's always good to prepare that in advance. Um, the next tip under interviews is to make sure you know information about the school, the program, the city, and how you feel that you would be best fitted in that program. I've had interview questions like, how do you feel about moving to XYZ? Um, how do you feel about the program? What's one thing you've learned when looking at our school's website? So it's just important to do your research because they're not going to only ask you questions about yourself. They're going to see what you know about their program. Yeah. Um, definitely for me, one question that really like tripped me up was like, how will you adjust your lifestyle once you get in nursing school? Mm -hmm. And the interviewer asked me like this question in three different ways, three different times. And I was looking at her like, sis, I, I just answered this question. <laughs> so I was like very irritated because I was like, um, and I feel like maybe it wasn't the answer that she wanted. Maybe that's why she kept rephrasing it, but it's fine. Either way, I still did well, but I just think you need to know, like, even if they don't ask the question, how you practiced it, um, like they can ask the question in multiple different ways and you can still give them the answer that you want to give them. Um, and YouTube has like a lot of great resources with like questions that they ask during the interview, like before you're going into your interview, make sure you're like being nice because a lot of the times they place like, uh, academic deans or like presidents, like, in the hallways they'll have them dress up as like um regular workers or students yeah regular workers students or like faculty members or um as custodians and some people are very rude to like front desk people or like you know custodial staff um and they just brush them off and they take that into consideration because they want you to like they want to see how you treat other people so always be nice always be polite um i would say while you're waiting for your interview don't be scrolling on your phone and that's what really helped me because i literally um, as soon as I got there, like, I just had, like, my academic advisors, like, you know, I had her in my head saying, like, do not scroll on your phone whatsoever. Um, and just read what they have for you out, like, you know, just read the material. So they had a whole bunch of magazines. I opened up the magazine, I started reading and actually one of the questions was about, like, something that I read in the magazine. And so that only, like, helps me. And if I didn't, um, if I like didn't read that magazine, like I really probably would have had to fake the funk. Um, before we move on to the next tip, I wanted, you said something about researching questions and I went to an open house for the school that I would, the school that I'm going to in a fall. And this one girl that she was probably maybe in her first year of the program. And somebody asked a question about how do you prepare for interviews? And she was like, I really can't tell you like how to prepare. But my biggest tip for you is don't read like forms and stuff. Don't try to figure out the exact questions that someone's going to ask you because you never know. You never know yeah. how they're going to switch it up or you never know like 
you just really never know. So don't bank on, okay, just because somebody said on this form that they asked her this in 2003, that doesn't mean that they're going to ask you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I would say read, like, look at questions. Generic questions. Ask questions. Yeah, like generic questions that you can search. Because um, you know they're going to ask you the typical why nursing, mm -hmm. you know, why do you feel like you would be a great nurse, you know, the typical questions. So at this point, you should already know that because you wrote that in your personal statement. Also, side note, you should be able to say your personal statement verbatim because, you know, a lot of these, you have a lot of scammers out here mm -hmm. who have people write their essays for them. And they're, this is another, like, double check you know um to just make sure like did you write this because a lot of people will go into the interviews and not even reference the personal statement that they wrote and they're saying a completely different story so you know that that will get you crossed off the list quickly um another thing that i think was helpful is that i was told i can have my resume um in the interview while like you know depending on your setup it might be a little hard to have like your portfolio and your resume out but i think it's helpful because you can highlight the key points that you want to address like on your resume like say i've done this i've done that i've done this and this how it connects to me wanting to be into your program and things of that nature so always like you know have your resume out to reference because you like you generally forget the things that you've done You're like oh i did that Exactly. I literally have my mom remind me all the time. She'd be like, oh, girl, put this in there. You did this, you did this. And I'm like, huh? She's like, yeah, Nia. <laughs> I literally forget. Because I feel like we're just both busybodies, so mm -hmm. we forget what we do. Actually, but your mama always going to remember. Exactly. Um, the next tip we have is choosing locations. If you're staying out of state, and what we mean by choosing locations is where you're going to live. Um, and if you plan to live out of state, the, the different things to take into consideration. So for me, I'm not moving out of state. I came back home for nursing school, but I know that Niar is moving out of state. So maybe she can touch on this more than I can. But a few things that we put under this tip are, do you plan to have a vehicle? Um, how much is rent for wherever you're going to live? Will you have roommates? If you do have roommates, how many roommates are you going to have? What area will you live in? How far is it from the school? These are all things to take into consideration if you're deciding to move out of state. But I feel like you can talk about this more than I can. Um, I'm just going to be real honest with y'all. <laughs> I, and Rashana knows this, I do not want any roommates, point blank, period. But I had to have like a little pep talk with myself and like really be honest with myself like do you want to spend all this money on housing um or do you want to save money and it's more like economical to be with roommates so i will live with roommates um that's just you know how it is obviously don't live in a place that's unsafe but um it's just not smart to not be in a or to be in a like overly expensive um, apartment complex or a house or so be it whatever um just so you could say i live in this place um for me moving out of state i'm very excited um i'm very excited to move out of my house this has been so i should see her face she's like 
I can't describe it, but you know, <laughs> the best way to describe it is when people are like, um, when I say LOL, but this is what I really look like. Like she's like, I can't wait to move out my hair. <laughs> like you know the excitement. Um, I think depending on where you are depends on like whether or not you should bring your car. That's very that's like what I'm considering now. Luckily, where I'm from and where I'm going to school is only like three hours, two to three hours away. So whenever I need my car, my parents can just drive my car down or I can like take the train up and then just drive my car back down. It's not as far as um, it was for me. When I was an undergrad, I would have to ship my car because it was just so far. So at least now that's better, but you have to think about it. Um, Especially with clinicals because for my school, I'm going to have to, drive to clinicals like all around the state that I'm in it's not just going to be in the city that I go to school in so that's another thing you have to think about and then um I guess just like knowing like what city because you know if you're not from there you need to know like information like which place is the safest to live which place is the closest to live I think for being in nursing school it's smarter to live closer rather than further out because Waking up for 6 a.m. clinicals and all this stuff. Exactly. Like, who is trying to spend all this time commuting? If you have a 20-minute commute and you have a 6 a.m. clinical, do the math of when you're going to have to wake up. That's just not smart. (laughs) Legally, you're not going to go to sleep. And I know for for my school, (laughs) I know for my school, they can put you at clinicals anywhere, all around the city. You can be up north, you can be south, you can be east, and it can be 30 miles from where you live. So what? That's where you got to be. They don't care. They do not care. And that's what's really just like, I don't want to say funny, but like, it's just like, it's just going to be interesting because Rashonda knows me. I'm not a driver. I don't like to drive to new places that like, I don't know how to get there. So this would be very challenging. Um, because like the fact that like, you know, I'm going to have to go somewhere that I have never been. I'm already driving in a new state, but like, it's going to be like far out. It's not just going to be in the city. So I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like there's a lot of things to consider when you're applying to nursing school and a lot of people get caught up in the academic side of it, but there's just so much that goes into it. And I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to get done no matter what. But I think this is where we're going to wrap up the episode. Also, if you want more in-depth information on how we stay organized when applying to nursing school, be sure to check out Niara's nursing school um, YouTube channel. And we go in-depth on how we created our nursing school spreadsheets and how we utilize them through undergrad. Yes. Um, And if you have any like suggestions on what you want to hear more of on this channel, or if we haven't talked about something that you want to hear us talk about in our experiences, please DM us on our Instagrams or, you know. Or if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can write it in a review. I don't know about Spotify, though. Yeah. For Apple Podcasts, you can. But yeah, that's it. Um. Be sure to connect with us on our social medias. And also, don't forget to share this episode with your friends. Bye. Bye.